Hey everyone, it's Camber here with the Yo Pro No. I am here today with Lily Robichek, 26-year-old studio manager at Silver Art Projects in New York City, which I'm sure you could tell by her backdrop today. Thanks so much for being here, Lily. No problem, happy to be here. So I always like to start off the interviews by sharing how we were connected. And this is kind of unusual for the interviews because normally it's every interview connects me to the next person, but Lily and I actually go way back. We were camp, uh, we were in the same cabin, cabin mates is what the word I was looking for. Um, we met at camp when we were like 10, 11, 12 years old, somewhere in that range and have just kind of stayed connected over the years. And so I'm super excited to chat with you today, Lily. Me too. I love the full circle here. I do too. It's, um, it's so funny. And then like we, you know, one of Lily's really good friends is a friend of mine from college. There's just, again, it shows that everyone is kind of interconnected at the end of the day. So I love that. Um, well, Lily, before we started the interview today, you had mentioned, you know, you kind of showed up in New York with a suitcase and the rest is kind of history, but why don't you give us just a background on yourself? So where you're from originally, um, kind of where, where did you go before you came to New York? Definitely. So I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina, um, and I sort of grew up in a family. My grandparents are Eastern European Hungarian family, and I grew up just constantly surrounded by the arts. Um, my grandparents were art collectors. My family loves the arts culture, um, and that's kind of where I became interested in art history. Um, I went to the University of the South, uh, Swanee in Tennessee. Um, and studied art history and American studies. I graduated in 2017 and um, just felt passionate. I wanted to move to New York and pursue a career in the art world. Um, so I truly did pack up a suitcase. My parents were like, figure it out. Um, was staying with different relatives in the city at the time. Um, and I landed an internship at Christie's Auction House uh, in the chairman's office, which was really the best um, intro to the art world. Um, as an intern, my first sale that I was watching uh, was this Leonardo da Vinci sale that sold for $450 million. Um, so instantly sitting in this sale room as an intern, I just knew I was hooked and wanted to keep learning more and keep pursuing this industry in New York City. Great. Thank you for that recap. That's a, I can't imagine being an intern and having that sale go through. I don't know what I would do, but I can imagine that that would have gotten me hooked too. So tell us what happened from there. Like what has your journey in New York looked like since that moment? Yeah. So from there, um, I, you know, I was actually interning part-time at Christie's. Um, and then I found another part-time internship at Schumacher Interior Design. So two days a week, I was working at Schumacher, which was a really fun environment. Um, and then three days a week, I was at Christie's. Um, from that moment, I knew that I wanted to make Christie's full-time um, and to continue at that company. Um, so I really pulled, I networked with everyone within the company um, and I interviewed and uh, was offered a job in the events department at Christie's. So I was in special events for about a year which was also really exciting. Um, it was during our Rockefeller season sales. Uh, so we had about 80 events over the course of three months, um, which was crazy and really incredible experience. Um, and even at an early age, 
it was a small team of five, so it was really hands-on and involved and on all hands on deck, um, which I've always been sort of pushed towards those roles. I like to be busy and challenge. Um, and then from there, I can keep going. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, from there, I um, received a job offer from Gagosian Gallery. It's one of the top art galleries in New York City. It felt sort of like the right time to make a switch um, and learn more about the gallery world. I was at Gagosian for about five months with their press and events team, which was a really great experience getting to work directly with the artist in the primary market. Um, and then after that, I found myself missing Christie's um, and the culture and environment there and ended up taking a role in their contemporary art department and online sales. Oh my gosh. So let's pause right there because that's a lot right there. I mean, that's a few jobs in with, within three years. Is that kind of the timeline? Yeah. Um, I think the best part about what I really took advantage of at Christie's is that it's a huge organization and there's so many different roles that you can gain different skills from and learn from. So it really felt like a graduate program to me. Um, I also loved jumping around in these different roles because I was continuing to build relationships within this industry and within the company, but was picking up different skill sets and learning about different materials in each role. Absolutely. That's a really great way to look at it like a graduate program. I think that's um, really amazing because it obviously has led you to this next step, which do you want to tell us a little bit more about what you're doing today? Yeah, so I right now I'm sitting at Silver Art Projects. Um, I'm here in the World Trade Center, and I joined this. I joined Silver Art Projects in January of 2021. Um, it's a nonprofit artist organization in Lower Manhattan, and we have 25 artists that are currently moving into the space, and they'll have free studio space for the next 10 months. Um, so it's really an organization where we're accelerating these artists' careers and giving them the free space and resources um, to contribute to the cultural vitality of Lower Manhattan um, and accelerate their careers. That's amazing. I mean, I, I really feel like I don't know much about the art world, although I really do love art. I like to say that I'm a lover of art. But I don't know, you know, are there places, are there a lot of places like this in the city? Is this like a common thing? You know, tell us a little bit more because I, I really don't know. And I think some of the audience members might be in the same boat. Yeah, um, so there aren't many. I think it's pretty iconic that we're in the World Trade Center. Mm -hmm. This isn't your average studio space for most artists. Um, most artists that are coming into the program had studio spaces in basements in Brooklyn or windowless um, spaces that are under 300 square feet. Uh, the space is about 50,000 square feet, um, beautiful location. It's the first time many artists have been in a skyscraper building mm -hmm. and occupying it in this way. Um, but Silver Art has built this out sort of as a blueprint um, for other companies to mimic um, and continue helping artists thrive in practices and have the space and tools necessary um, to create. Wow, and we'll definitely share when your story goes live, we'll share some photos maybe from the Instagram account because I think that'll give some nice context. I was looking at that before 
we got on um, Zoom today. So we'll definitely be sharing that with the audience that's listening and watching. Great. Can you talk, talk to us about a hardship that you've experienced since you got into the workplace? So you left Swanee and you've, you know, had these really incredible job opportunities and internship opportunities. What are some hardships that you've experienced and how have you grown from those? With rejection, I would just say to never give up. Um, the right opportunity will find you if you keep looking, networking, pursuing, um, and really put your best foot forward. Um, that would be my biggest advice that you can make your dreams possible if you just keep going. I love that advice. And I think that we've all been rejected in some way or another, whether it's with a job or, you know, with a relationship, I mean, really anything there's, and so you kind of have to have that mentality, especially in the career workforce, you just have to. So tell us a little bit for people who are listening or watching this interview who might be interested in getting into the art industry, what would you tell them, you know, aside from the piece that you just mentioned, like maybe some more um, tactical stuff, what would you tell them? Yeah, I think um, my biggest piece of advice would be to network, just like network or die, talk to everyone you can talk to, everybody loves speaking about themselves. Um, it's a great way to learn about different roles and what other people are doing. Um, that would be my first piece of advice. Second would be in the art world, um, take advantage of what's going on in your city, go to new art shows, go to galleries, see what people are talking about, what's current um, going on in the world. So you can be plugged in and think of creative ideas of how you can also make an impact and change. Great. And speaking of, you know, going to all these events, um, when do you have time to just you know, rest, like, do you, cause that's something that is very important, but do you rest? Like, what do you do for yourself? Yeah. Um, I, another piece of advice I've received, which I take to heart is if you're invited to something go, <laughs> um, because you never know who you'll meet, uh, whether it's jobs, um, or any contacts in your life. I do take time in the morning. I wake up around seven or eight in the morning. Um, I love Pilates. That is my de-stressing moment of the day. Um, and I also walk to the World Trade Center from my apartment. So it's about a 40 minute walk where I'll listen to a podcast or call a friend to catch up or just sort of reflect on what I need to get done for the day or um, what's going on in my life. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad that you do that to relax because I can imagine your job you know, with all of the events and the time that goes into what you do because it's definitely not just a nine to five I'm predicting it's important to take to take time for yourself so I'm mindful of our time so I'm gonna wrap up by uh, just asking if you have any final words like anything that you feel like we didn't cover today that you want to share with the audience yeah I would say um to just always sort of keep a side hustle or passion project um I've been lucky to where my job is my passion project, um, but just to keep something that keeps motivating you, inspires you, stay creative, um, because that can really influence your work. Absolutely. Well, I think that's a great way to end the interview, but Lily, thanks so much for taking the time. It's always good to reconnect with an old friend and to share your story. You too. Thanks, Camber.